My name is Larry, and I am with the Cinemania World Podcast. First of all, thank you all so much for speaking with us this morning. Thanks for having us. Excited yeah. to talk about the movie. Yes. So we're here talking about the, if I might say so myself, amazing. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, I loved the film, if I can start off there. But first of all, with you two as a duo we don't have very many directing duos in Hollywood and the few that we do have usually share a last name and your duo comes at it with a little bit of a, a different uh, connection with that first name so how, how did your duo come about and and working in Hollywood as a duo how did how did that all happen it's a great question. And actually, a lot of people, when we first started off, they thought we were the Daniels brothers. You know, they thought we were yeah. like, yeah, so it's, a, it's funny that you say it that And we way. could have started duos with our brothers. We both have very creative brothers. That's true. So, yeah, yeah I mean, we should just call quit. it. The second yeah. band. You're right. Yeah. I think you've convinced us to quit as a duo. The Quan brothers <laughs> uh -oh. really great stuff. Um, but we, we actually, we met at Emerson College and we uh, were in an animation class and um, we really didn't like each other. Like we, we, we had very little respect for each other's uh, names. names and learning styles. And um, it wasn't until we ended up at the same summer camp um, as counselors. We were counselors at a, at a, uh, at a, a video making ca um, camp for like middle school and high school kids. And uh, we realized we had a very similar energy and we mm -hmm. started to um, hang out some more. And, and one day we decided to make something for fun um, at like two in the morning. And it was like, more successful than most things we'd ever done um, by ourselves. And so we're like, huh, I Let's guess. Let's do it again. Yeah. Um, and that's basically been the process. We just keep making something and people like it a little bit more and we go, huh, yeah. let's do it again. But I, yeah, I think that like, um, although duos aren't that common in Hollywood, uh, collaboration is like how filmmaking works and like, even if like everyone likes to celebrate like the auteur writer director like a lot of times they're leaning so heavily on someone else you know and that, that's just you can't make a movie by yourself unless you're um an indie animator uh and uh yeah so it's i think our process is not as abnormal 
as it seems, we just um, credit each other differently than, uh, you know, yeah. Zack Snyder and his wife do. I don't know how involved his wife is, but I've done my research. <laughs> well, with it comes with the major films that you've done, the two feature length films. I would say that both of them have these really unique ideas at the surface, just kind of watching them. They're very different than a lot of other films that'll be out around the time. But at the core, it's a very human experience that a lot of people can relate to. So what's the process of creating this relatable film that touches so many, but creating this bit of a more unique packaging around that? Yeah, I think it's, um, I think we like to use big weird ideas uh, to shake people out of their comfort zones and, and, and kind of mess with their expectations. But then it's really important to us that we ultimately explore emotions that are relatable and say something worth saying um, after we've uh, thrown a little like uh, glitter in the air to confuse you. Yeah, because I, I think people always say our ideas are so wild or so unique and uh, the ideas themselves aren't that unique on their own you know I always joke that like a 10 year old boy would probably come up with, with come up with the same ideas as us um, but uh, what what makes us different is that we decide to take them seriously and decide to like give them proper arcs and put, give them give give these strange ideas like you know talking rocks or people with hot dog fingers like uh, a, a cathartic um, conclusion um, and I think that that's really beautiful because um, if we can find something beautiful in these very small, strange things, maybe we can find beauty in anything. Speaking of those two aspects of the current film, Everything Everywhere All at Once, there's so many different alternate universes here. Uh, you just mentioned rocks, we have hot dog fingers, but then we also have you know, kung fu movie star. And she goes through Evelyn, our main character, played by Michelle Yao, amazingly, goes through all of these different universes. How did you come up with all of these different places for her to go? Yeah, I mean, early on, it was very easy and fun to just throw ideas at the wall of like, you know, genres we like and like kind of tangents the movie could go on um and then it was more of an editing process you know uh to figure out what to keep like editing in the writing you know um and it you know we we had to kind of develop uh rules the main rule being like each universe is going to uh develop her character in some way it's gonna like visiting that universe is going to change how she feels and, and move her emotional, you know, character arc forward. Um, so we threw a hundred universes at the wall and then we were like, okay, let's spend these, these are the ones worth spending some time in. Um, and, uh, and, and these are the ones that aren't redundant. Uh, and, um, and so then it kind of wrote itself in a weird way. You know, once we like set up the targets and the problem solving of it all, we were just like, okay, like we just, well, that one has to stay obviously. Um, but yeah, the hot dog hands were one out of like 20 extremely strange universe <laughs> ideas we had, but it 
the one that made the emotional character arc work. <laughs> then what did the conversation look like? How did you approach Michelle Yao uh, to, to come on and be Evelyn and Jamie Lee Curtis for her specific role in this film? How did that casting approach work and those kind of conversations with them? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was surprisingly, all surprisingly much easier than you'd think. Like we wrote this the script and we actually, when we sent it to Michelle, um, the main character's name was actually Michelle. Like we wrote it, oh. it was kind of catered to her by the time the draft got into her hands. Um, and so I think we know now, she's she's confided in this now that like when she read it, she actually felt moved by the fact that someone was giving her a chance to finally show all of her talents, all of all aspects of her, not just the one that we've seen, um, you know, cause I think at least for the past decade or, so, or a couple decades um, in American films, she has been uh, put in very similar roles of this very regal, austere, um, beautiful lady, um, which she is. But then also when you meet her, you realize she's goofy and she's warm and she just wants to be your aunt. You know, she's so sweet and funny and she's making fun of us the first time we met her. She was like, you guys are weird. Like, what are you guys like? Where did where did you guys come from? Um, and it was, it was but she's weird too it turns out yeah exactly she's super <laughs> weird so that was a really like honestly that was way easier than it should have been and thank god um, and then once you get Michelle Yeoh she's got a gravity to her and everyone else says okay yeah so Jamie was <laughs> yeah. like uh, I want to work with Michelle Yeoh like that yeah. was her number one you know reaction was like yeah. oh I'd love to meet her and work with her yeah you know? <laughs> oh, I love that I, I love that she's having somewhat of a resurgence back in American cinema right now. And to have her get this lead English role, I think that I saw that this was her first time as like the marquee in an English speaking film, an American film, uh, it's pretty yeah. astounding. And I'm, I'm so happy to, to see it at this point. But yeah. yeah, we didn't realize that was the case until the headline and we were like, what? Cause we just <laughs> know her as like the star of so many movies, but she's been supporting a supporting role in so many great things uh, yeah. that are American. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> well, when it comes to this film, as well as a few animated films more recently, uh, I've noticed a big trend. Obviously this was, you know, the in production years on. It just seems that they're getting released right around the same time. Um, yeah. A lot of films with characters in the center of them being people of color, whether they be Asian, Chinese immigrants. In the case of the, the Disney film, we had Colombians. We're dealing with a lot of POC. And as someone of Latin heritage myself, I, I can relate in a lot of ways. I think a lot of people are feeling seen in this way. Uh, we're seeing a lot of these films dealing with some generational traumas um, and a lot of passed down emotional baggage through generations that is oftentimes ignored. Why was that such a heavy theme for this film? Yeah, I mean, the, the first thing that we realized was that uh, when we when we cast a, a um, immigrant woman in her middle age in, in the middle of a sci-fi action movie about the multiverse, there was actually a lot of really interesting connections that came out of it. Like the immigrant story is, is so much about the question of what if, like what if we had stayed in our, our home country? What if we'd moved somewhere else? What if, what if I ended up having a different kid? You know, it's like there's all these things that um, that kind of 
carry this this burden um, because suddenly the children have to make um, make something of all that sacrifice, you know. And and uh, so obviously the multiverse is is the same thing. What if it's all about possibilities? And so those and so so it it became such an important part of the movie because uh, it was you know it's what I was living through. Like during the process of this film, I had a kid, you know. It's it, and so I'm I'm really glad that people like yourself are seeing. Um, their story in this uh, in our movie because I, I you're right it's not just about this is not about a Chinese American family it's about just anyone who has immigrants for parents can relate to this kind of story and I'm really really glad that people are connecting with that all right and then when it comes to the film I just have to ask is Ratatouille in fact your favorite Pixar Disney film <laughs> no no <laughs> No, but, that was a, no. <laughs> no, but we love it. But we gratitude. I love food, um, and I love food films. So it's high on my list. But mm-hmm. my favorite, we probably have different favorites. What's your favorite? I think up, like it. Something about it, like shouldn't work, and like uh, the beginning is so devastating, uh, and then like every time I watch it, I I get choked up for the rest of the movie at unpredictable moments. You know. Like, it'll just be like, you know, a normal scene where the old man is like, you know, running away from, on the hot air balloon. And I'll just remember his wife and be like, <laughs> and like so I don't cheating. know. Yeah. yeah, I've never like watched a movie that did that to me um, like that. Although maybe Toy Story 1, I guess, is, mm-hmm. you know. I'd say Wally. Wally is probably my favorite. Oh, all right. Look at it. You have very different favorites there. Well, <laughs> you all mentioned animation. Oh. When are we going to get a Daniels animated film? Uh, oh, that's a great question. We I mean, love animation. It's like our careers so far, a lot of times have been like, we write things that should be animated. And then we're like, but we're going to do it live action. Yeah. Um, so like our whole gimmick might fall apart. Yeah. I'm wondering if the, we would still be able to make something magic in that world. But we actually, we actually met in an animation class. That's where yeah. we first met. And so we, um, we're, uh, we're thinking about it. We'll see what yeah. we'll see what kind of doors this this uh, movie opens for Your us. Your wife will be so much uh, more opinionated. Yeah, sure. She's I, like an incredible she, animator. Yeah, my wife is an animator, so she yeah she she gets it. Um, so she'll teach me a lot of things, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll try. Maybe Pixar will want to make a, a their first adult film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seventeen. <laughs> Pixar, call us. Call us. I mean, those animated shorts I saw nominated at the Oscars. They they really they were pushing the, that rating system. So yeah. you never know, never know what we are we're gonna get anymore. But thank you again for talking with us here at the podcast. Everybody, mm-hmm. definitely make sure to go see everything everywhere all at once. It'll yes. keep you satiated as you wait for all of these other multiverses, and it certainly offers a lot of things that the other multiverses out there in the more structured lands will not offer and and takes on themes that uh, a lot of other films in general are not taking on. So it'll be continuing to limited release again this Friday and it should be out everywhere on the 8th of April. Is that correct? Yeah. And go watch it in the theater because it is so fun to watch with a bunch of strangers. Um, We promise you... You will not uh, experience a movie like this. Uh, the action, the yeah. action scenes play really well in an audience, but yeah. the awkward scenes play 
better than we could have ever imagined. Like just like watching people <laughs> laugh at each other laughing while someone cries is so rewarding. <laughs> so, so go if you can. If you feel safe, please go. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for having us. Oh, thank you. And we look forward to the film lighting everyone up. I know it's I know it's people are gonna just fall in love with it. So thank you again. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>